Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Chapter 2 and verse 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day. In the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, just what she's saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I would like to look at Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, perhaps something that's on all of our minds in one way or another this morning. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us pray. Brother uh, Patrick, would you, Brother Melion, would you, we've got two Patricks. Would you ask the Lord's blessing, sir? Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the birth of Christ. And Lord, Open our mind and open our ears to hear your word. And Father, allowing us to use your wonderful word to reach others for you, for your kingdom. And Lord, make preaching easy for the messenger so that he can deliver your word to your people. And we be careful to glorify your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Before buying Christmas gifts for your friend's children, ask them what they like because it'll make your life easier, right? So this person said, I asked my friend's daughter what she was into. And she looked at me and she said, anything frozen. So I bought her a bag of peas and some pizza pockets. Easiest Christmas shopping ever. <laughs> you gave them to her, she would have probably let it go, right? <laughs> but I'd like to preach on the thought of a message because a lot of us, perhaps as you're a parent or you love somebody, you're looking to buy the perfect gift. And is it Sunday morning and it happens to be Christmas morning if you've unwrapped your gifts? And I know the children are already back there, but maybe you unwrapped or they unwrapped the gifts and they think, well, man, these were okay, but I kind of wanted this or I kind of wanted something different that was frozen, not peas or pizza pockets. But if it indeed is the perfect gift, we want to look at some qualities that make the gift perfect. When you're shopping for the perfect gift, how would you determine 
if it's perfect. What were those things? So we would like to promote this Christmas morning three things. If you get a gift that's perfect, it's going to be precious. If you get a gift that's perfect, it's going to be perpetual. That means it's going to last. And if you get a gift that's perfect, it's going to be personal, right? It's going to be a per. So this morning, I would like to promote that the perfect Christmas gift that Jesus Christ fits all three of those categories. He's precious. He's perpetual. And he's personal. And I don't mean to just say that, say, well, you're just trying to work Jesus into everything. No, I really believe and I hope to convince you this morning that the gift of God is it is forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that Jesus Christ has something that the world can't give and the world can't take away. So this morning, our scripture reading says that the gift of God And I really believe that you could insert the word. I'm not changing the Bible. The perfect gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. First of all, if you're looking for a gift, it should be something, right, that's precious. And if you're looking for, and you see people looking for that perfect gift, right? And they're they're, they're scanning the aisles and they have all of these things, right? That they're looking through and they're, they're packaged and they're in, in uh, cellophane and they look really nice. The presentation is great. But some would say the more expensive the gift, the more possibility that it would be the perfect gift. And I know that there's some people that think that, but there's some truth to that, right? Uh, but I believe that God gave the most expensive <coughs> gift. The very treasure of heaven. Paul even said, my God shall supply all your need through what? His riches in glory. But then he continued, didn't he? He said what? By Christ Jesus. The very treasure of heaven is Jesus Christ. And the Bible said that God so loved the world, he didn't give us an angel. He didn't give us a room full of gold. But the Bible said that he gave his only begotten son. It is the best of the best. You hear people talk about the Navy SEALs, how that they're the best. They're, they're elite uh, military men. But then you hear something called SEAL Team 6. And among Navy SEALs, it's the best of the best. You know, there are a lot of wonderful things in heaven. Jesus didn't give us the best of heaven. Jesus gave us the best of the best. He gave us the top 000, you know, 0.0001%. The Bible said in Isaiah, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And then it explains who he is. It says, And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince. I like this. Of peace. The Bible said, for as much as ye know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, even precious things of this world as silver and gold. 
from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. But it says, but with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You see, the Bible knows that we need a gift that's precious. The Bible that shows that, that God would give us something that's not only precious to us, but that's precious to God himself. The Bible said in 1 Peter chapter 1 that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ is presented as a gift, we should understand that our connection to him is our trust in him. That is precious. Your lifeline to all of the blessings of God is your trust in Jesus Christ. Jesus is a precious gift. Brethren, your faith in God is a precious gift. When everything else is let go, don't let go of the precious gift of your faith in God. So a preacher, but it seems like it's under trial, but you know what? I'm thankful that although it's under trial, although that things attack your faith, the Bible says, though it be tried with fire, the next thing I'm thankful, it said it might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You see, the perfect gift is precious, but the perfect gift is perpetual. Even though our faith goes under fire in Jesus Christ, brethren, it's going to last. There's a, a song, Amazing Grace. Doesn't it say something like this? Through many trials, storms, was it storms? And fears. And many trials, I've heard toils and snares. There you go, snares, things that have deceived me. He said, I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far. You know that the trial of our faith is precious because it shows us who God is. And he's a perpetual God. You see, if you buy something that's the perfect gift, I, I don't know, but I've received gifts. Haven't you received gifts that, uh, like a remote control car? They're fun until they're not. Why? They break. Yeah, the, the ones that used to have the wire from the remote control to the car, and you'd play with it for like a day, right? And then it would break, right? And then you'd throw it in the closet. Why? Because it was fun for a little while. A lot of things in this world, they're fun. Even the Bible said that sin, there's pleasure in it. Don't tell me that sin isn't fun because the Bible said there's pleasure in it. But for a season, it's not perpetually fun. It's good for a little while. Well, a lot of gifts that we give, they're good for a little while. And you know, even the greatest things like nonstick pans. You ever give someone a nonstick pan? It's nonstick until it isn't. And you begin to cook and there's like pepper in all of your food. But then you realize it's not pepper. It's true, right? It's the nonstick. It's coming out and you're eating it, right? Why? Because it doesn't last. The things of this world, and, I, and you say, oh, preacher, but if I get a new car, I, I remember that I thought my, my problems would be solved if I got a new car. You know, the new car of this year is the old car of a few years down the road. And you know that junkyards are full of cars that were once new. Brethren, I'm thankful that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. He's durable. But the Bible not only says, will he not be broken? 
You know, I'm thankful that when he was on the cross, they, they went to break his legs. And the reason that they would break your legs on the cross is so you died on the cross, not through blood loss, but you died of asphyxiation. You could not breathe. When your nails were being affixed to the, the cross and your feet being affixed to the cross, when they break your, your, your femur bone, you could not push up on the bottom nail in order to, to breathe. So you basically suffocated. So the thieves by Jesus, they broke each one of their legs so that they would die. But when they came to Jesus, the Bible records this, that they break not his legs. And that's important. Because, you see, Jesus Christ is not broken. Jesus is durable. And it's important to note that the Bible says that the church is the body of Christ. So no matter what you go through, Jesus Christ is not a broken toy. Jesus Christ is just as true and just as together. And whatever you go through and everything that you face, that you can be complete in Jesus Christ. That everything that you face in life, Jesus Christ is unbroken. The Bible said that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. He's durable. But you know, a perfect gift being perpetual, that means it has to keep giving, right? It has to be transportable, right? You ever get something and you're like, how in the world am I going to take this back home? Especially if you're flying, right? And you say, what am I going to have to check this or pay extra money? It's not very durable if you can't take it with you. But I'm thankful that you're flown in a plane. And before, back in the day, you could carry like two suitcases a piece, right? No longer. Back in the day, you could carry them to, what, 80 pounds or something. Then they began to cut down, and then it was like 50 pounds, right? And if you were over, they get you. It's like going over on your cell phone minutes, right? Remember that? I remember my wife and I were at the, 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 the airport, and we weighed our suitcase. <laughs> and it was over 50 pounds. And they said, that's going to be this much. I mean, it's real money, too. It's not like a dollar. It's real money. And uh, I took the suitcase off the scale, opened the suitcase up. I don't think I put on extra pants, but I started to put on extra clothes. I started to put things on. Why? Because I was going to lighten up that suitcase. Really, if you've never done that before, maybe you're loaded. I wasn't loaded, but I was going to be warm. (laughs) You know that I'm thankful that Jesus Christ said, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't check them in your bags. Don't pay extra. You see, Jesus Christ is meant to be on you. He's the perfect transportable gift. You don't have to pay extra to transport Jesus. And he doesn't want to be far from you. The Bible said, I'm with you, even unto the end of the world. He said, I'm with you always. Every step, Jesus wants to be close by your side and even closer to that in your heart. You see, but also a gift that does not meet a need in your life could not be a perfect gift. To be durable, it always has to be useful, right? Have you ever gotten a new thingy and then it's resigned to the graveyard? You know what the graveyard is for your appliances? It's the newest thing. It's like the apple peeler and you never use it. You use it like one time. The orange juice squeezer. And then you have a whole shelf full or cabinet full of all these appliances that were once useful, but they're no longer useful. (laughs) But I'm thankful you see that the perfect gift of Jesus Christ, it's always useful. Because as I come to my last thing, my last point, see the perfect gift is personal. You see that Jesus Christ, 
he redeems something that nothing else could do, that no silver or no gold or no important possession can do. The gift of Jesus restores something that is the relationship between you and God. It becomes very personal. You see that the, the most important things that we'll do in our lives involve people. Weddings, funerals, all of those things are relationships. Maybe you've gone to the high school graduation of your child. And uh, maybe some of us are getting ready to do that. College graduation of your child. Maybe when your child becomes a doctor or your child becomes a lawyer and you go to that that presentation, it's the celebration. They graduate from a military academy. They become a chief in the military. And you're proud of your relationship to that person. And they, the person who's receiving the award, you know what? They, they can get the piece of paper, but they're looking out in the crowd. They're looking out in the crowd to see, is my mom there? Is my dad there? Is my, is my child there? Because you see that care and that concern is the real power in this ceremony. It's not the thing that you're getting. It's who cares. You know, a man preached the message, who cares? But you see, we can cast all our cares upon him because he cares. Jesus always cares for us. And that's why he shed his blood. That our relationship to God, it, see, it's personal. Some would say that the heart behind the gift or the motive would make it the perfect gift. And for all of us that have kids, have you ever gotten a gift from your kid? Uh, there's an illustration I'd kind of like to close with. It said, some, some time ago, a story goes that a man punished his three-year-old daughter for wasting a roll, a whole roll of gold wrapping paper. And that's not cheap. Money was tight and he became infuriated when the child tried to decorate a box to put under the Christmas tree. Nevertheless, the little girl brought the girl, brought, excuse me, the gift to her father the next morning and gave it to him. He was embarrassed by his earlier reaction, but his anger flared again when he found the box empty. You know, that's kids, right? Whole roll of, and there's nothing in there. <laughs> he yelled at his daughter telling her there must be something in the box for it to be a gift. The little girl looked up at him with tears in her eyes and said, Oh, Daddy, it's not empty. I blew kisses into the box. All for you, Daddy. You see, it wasn't the value of the gift that made the difference but the motive in which the gift was given. But with heads bowed this morning and eyes closed, but the value of the gift of Jesus Christ, the value of his precious blood is something that the world can't even purchase. For if man gain the whole world and lose his own soul, the Bible said, what shall he give in exchange for his soul? There's one thing. The precious blood of Jesus. The only payment for sin. The only payment that lasts. It's not a temporary payment, but it's a lasting payment. And it's the only payment that's personal. You see, you're made in the image of God and God knows everything about you. Not only that, a true friend is someone who knows everything about you, and they love you anyway. He knows your deepest secrets. He knows your fears. He knows your failures. And yet with all that, 
The last thing about a gift is a gift is really not perfect unless it's presented or given and unless it's unwrapped and used. See, the gospel is the presentation of Jesus Christ. Really the unwrapping of Jesus Christ. They wrapped him in swaddling clothes in the manger. But if you continue to read the gospels, he was stripped of his clothing. He was unwrapped at the cross and they gambled for his clothes. It seems like an awful gift, but when his blood was shed on the cross, it was the unwrapping of the greatest gift that the world still doesn't understand. But that those that know him, they understand that his precious blood is also a perpetual gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. That if we walk in the light, that he is in the light, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. And it's a personal gift. For God so loved the world, but he loves us one by one. And this morning his precious blood will forgive the whole world but person by person and life by life and home by home as we begin to build this society and change it through the renewing of the precious gift that has been presented, opened, and then received. And this morning, before we find a place to pray, the greatest thing and the greatest opportunity that lies before you is to receive this precious gift. And and if you're a Christian, the greatest thing that you can do is realize that it's not just a precious gift, but it's a perpetual gift. That if you've been a Christian 20 years, there is nothing that is lacking in this gift. The power has not run down. The batteries are not needing to be replaced. But all we need to do is hook back up to the power. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons, to become the daughters of God. And it's a personal gift, for God knows your greatest needs. It's a useful gift, and God can meet the need and exceed your expectations through the gift of Christ. In Jesus' name, let's find a place to pray. It's his birthday. Let's recognize this gift. Have you received the perfect gift of Christ? If you don't know the perfect gift of Christ, Jesus Christ is an available God. He's available right now. And in a gift, all we need to do is say, God, I receive. And maybe say, preacher, I need peace. My blood pressure is off the rails. I've got all of these problems. We're all facing things. Would you you accept that maybe Jesus Christ has that one gift that's been unwrapped? It hasn't been received yet. Oh, he's right here. And you just have to reach out by faith and say, God. God, I want you this morning in my heart. And really, that's all that God wants you to do. Say, God, I'll receive you this morning. I'll receive this perfect gift. I'll receive the perfect gift of peace. The perfect gift of joy. The perfect gift of love. And God, I'll receive the perfect gift of relationship renewed with you this morning. Oh, God, I'm